Aloha mai kako. Welcome everyone to Bumbai We Learn. Bumbai is a Hawaiian pidgin English word for later or some other time. This podcast is about lessons learned from our mistakes, our failures, or just overall experiences in life that help us get better, to think about things and to move us forward. That is one of the things I hope to achieve in this podcast. It is to help us learn from our mistakes or from the mistakes and failures of others. Because actually, just understanding that failure is a part of the process in growing and part of the challenges that we need to overcome to move us forward. It is an important part of life. Growing up here as a kid in Hawaii, I would hear our parents, aunties, or uncles as part of teaching us or, you know, part of scolding us. They would say, Bombay, you learn. And depending on which uncle it was, it may have come with a little slap back of the head. But thinking back, these are the lessons we learned growing up and got us thinking the next time that we were about to get into trouble, at least for some of us. And as we know, the mistakes or failures don't stop when you grow up. The question is, if we learn from them, to better ourselves and to better those around us. And the way this happens is for us to understand that Bombay, we learn. We learn from our failures, we learn from our successes, and get better for the next time. So join me, your humble host, Harlan Matos, as we get together and share stories of our success, our failures, and just the overall lessons in life so that Bombay, we learn. I want to give you a little background information about who I am. So you understand I am born and raised in Hawaii. So I do have that background here, local boy. Grew up in Honolulu. I went to school in Honolulu. <laughs> went to college in Honolulu. Worked my careers in Honolulu. I grew up in the world of IT as far as my career is concerned. I went to school, got my education in information technology, computer science, bachelor's, uh, all, all that, along the focus of computers. So I spent the last 20 plus years in you know, supporting, uh, managing information technologies and computer systems. When I first started out many moons ago, it was a different world. IT today is not the same as it was back then. And a lot of it has to do with people's understanding of technology and the value it can bring. You understand, when I first started, we were working in the mainframe world where people on their desks had these green screen terminals. These regular big CRT, those old-fashioned TV set-looking things with keyboards that clack, 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 loud clacks. But people loved them. These IBM terminals that just had these green characters going across the screen. And people would input the data into it. They would write the information off of the paper into the computer. And then the terminal would then process it on the mainframe and we produce the reports. And then we take those reports and then they'll put it into another document or computer somewhere else. And we would use this to process information and then run businesses. So if you think about it, there was very little that 
we had to manage. The hardware was really solid. You had these huge machines and data centers that were just locked away from everyone in these cold rooms that sometimes we call them fishbowls. So they would have that big picture glass people can look in. And you had computer operators that would run the show and they would be putting in the tapes and running the reports and entering the data into the parameters into the code to make sure things ran right. And very little problems came across. And we did actually once in a while have what we call advance, these abnormal ends to code programs that would pop up. And a lot of times it was because of the data that was put in, the program couldn't understand it. And that was very rare. Um, that was like we hit the keys wrong on the keyboard, put a number versus a letter, and vice versa. But for the most part, the computer was this mainframe computer in the data center that was just managed by this team of people who were just keeping it running. Even the suits from IBM would come down, and they were in their white shirts and ties in Hawaii. We used to tell them, take the tie off, you know. They had these procedures, these books that they would follow on what can do and what it can't do, and step-by-step instructions on every single thing on where it, what screw went where. And this was a very detailed process and machine. We, people spent a lot of money as organizations to get these computers, and they wanted to make sure it ran properly. And so IBMs and those types of organizations that supplied this equipment made sure it ran well, and they did a pretty good job at that. A lot of the jobs that we had was just writing the, you know, the step procedures of codes, and again, we were following instructions that was detailed out for us, changing the premise to meet our organization needs, or the equipment that we had, and adding users and taking users off. It was very, very, I don't want to say simple, but it was pretty laid out to what it was and you did learn from why we saw this one error there because things were not as interchangeable I guess is the best word this we we're so used to these plug-and-play world where I plug in a USB device and things just happen it was not like that back then we had to know what can be connected to what and how it was connected and everything was all proprietary and those were the values in our skills and what understanding how things played together. But the other part of the puzzle was that people were relatively new. They were immigrants into the digital age of technology. And so including myself, who, you know, loved the stuff and, you know, this was, you know, got a career into it and actually, you know, studied it. I was I was an immigrant to it. it. I wasn't born into a time where this was already existing and, and it was commonplace. So for most people who were already using it, already in the workforce, when I came on board, this was all new. And for some people, they tried to avoid it as much as possible, but they also understood it as a black box. They didn't understand what was going on inside, but they knew when they put something in on one end, it came out the other end like this, not the way they wanted it. And so there were some tolerances that they gave the people in the you know electronic data processing groups such as you know they were called back then some leniency or, or some forgiveness and we make jokes about how sometimes the type of people who were in the 
the data processing world back then, very, very stringent type of uh, methodical type of people. But then we started to change a little bit. We introduced uh, computers to people's desks. We took the, this large mainframe computer and carved it all up and put it onto people's desks. And we put this smaller computer, bigger computers, smaller mainframes, in the data center that would store files and share files and maybe programs for people to use. It wasn't as big and powerful as a mainframe, but these networked computers were, were just as fine. A lot of the processing now was being done at people's computers, and they were doing things like you know word processing and, and spreadsheets and graphics, sending emails, using this new wild graphics called Windows. And they still had some concern over it. They weren't, they weren't digital natives yet. They were immigrants to it. They were still learning the technology. But that opened up a little things. For us, because now you have technology that are more usable, more friendly to the user, so to speak, it created a different persona, right? So now we, ha- we started to have problems coming up, things that were incompatible with each other or, you know, where a setting on someone's computer is not the same as someone else's computer. So they see different things. And so how we would instruct them to use the computer would be different. And this was all part of the lessons that we learned. And, and people now had more control over their environment. They can make flying toasters as, as their screensavers, or they can change the colors of their uh, desktop and put family pictures in the background. And people did that. But we also found out that certain things didn't work well. Those flying toasters really sucked up the memory, made your computers incredibly slow. So we learned to try to move people away I and mean, we say these are what allowed and we start putting in control and things try to get back to where we were in an environment where we knew a little bit better of what would and wouldn't work. But what we saw growing up in this transformation of, of how we did our work and what was once a supplemental tool was something that we just entered data in to get our reports and then we actually did some analysis became a different type of tool. It, it gave us more flexibility. If we wanted to write our own code, if we knew how to manipulate in a, a spreadsheet to generate the formulas that we wanted to, we had more control over that. If we wanted to put together a presentation that had these amazing graphics on it that could make people think about what they were seeing more than what they were hearing, or to put together you know, posters on our own where we didn't have to go to print shops and we can actually design the, a lot of this thing at our own desktop, our own. We didn't have to leave our desk to do things. This was amazing, amazing power that we had. One of the things that, as an IT person, when I was working in service desk areas, was understanding that there are certain people in departments that were your go-to person. And what I mean by that is, <laughs> uh, sorry, I want to be stereotypical here, but at the time, there were certain people in IT who were not friendly. They they were very difficult to work with, and I know at times I could have been one of them. I'm not saying I was, but you know, I know there are times when calling IT could be considered a difficult call. I don't want to talk to those guys. They're going to treat me like I don't know dummy. I don't know nothing. And there were people in their department that kind of understood what was going on. Either 
they tried it before and they learned their lesson or they had a better relationship with the guys in IT, you know, because, you know, they baked them brownies and gave them cookies and, you know, it was all friendly. So anytime, you know, they wanted something, IT bent over backwards for them. thing that we learned is that there are people that we go to that we would ask them questions about, how did you get your fonts to be bold and bigger than, than the other So we learned, you know, the control B key or you click on the B and we highlight and they would teach them. And one of the things that we learned was these people can help us help everyone else. And so as IT people, we would actually seek out who these go-to people were. We actually used to joke because, you know, everyone was in cubicles and we had this uh, thing called the gopher effect. And people would pop up and take a look around like gophers popping up out of their hole looking for what was going on. And before they made a call, they would pop up like gophers and go find if someone else was having the same problem and ask them, you know, how you do that? And that is how people would learn. They, they did things like that. IT began to realize that they can't necessarily be this dominant forcing rules and control on anybody like they used to in the old mainframe days where they had this defined thing because now there's flexibility. And for some organization, for some people in IT, this was a very difficult lesson to learn. A lot of guys joined IT because they didn't like people. <laughs> Sorry. Some of us hid in the back corners of the office. They liked being in front of a screen because they're not marketers, they're not, you know, friend. sorry to marketers, not saying anything. They're not necessarily all oh, these people person. It was a challenge sometimes. It wasn't necessarily part of our job as it is today to interact a lot with people. Those who did not learn the lesson struggled. And they constantly got, you know, these, these requests or they struggled. But the lesson that you learn the lesson I, f- I figured out, you know, was having a relationship with these people in these departments, going to them and, you know, working with them to have them understand when we were going to do something different. Let's say we was going to have an upgrade and explain to them what this upgrade was and spend some time teaching them and help them out whatever they wanted. It was a, a relationship. It was, you know, sometimes it was hard. And we had two times the type of work, right? I had to do my work and I had to take my time. And, and But I got something out of it. And it was hard because we had to focus on not only our work, but, you know, making sure that we're helping somebody else with their work. They had to see value in what I was trying to provide them. Because if they didn't, if I couldn't convince this individual why an upgrade was of value or they can see some benefits in it, I was going to struggle. I knew I was going to struggle to push this out to everybody else. And so this was my pilot users. These were the people that I would go to and I would make sure that I provided them with above and beyond type of service because I knew they were going to make my job easier by being the liaison for me being that answer desk for me in their department. People can know they can go to them and they can answer the questions and that they knew that they can come to me if they had any issues as well. My door is open to everybody. We try to make sure everyone can call in, but we understood there's a comfort level with working with those that you work with every day 
people in your department, people that you were close to. It's a lot easier than picking up a call, going through the whole process because, you know, IT guys don't understand my workflow. They don't understand this spreadsheet I'm working on. They don't understand the finance. They don't understand claims processing. They don't understand, you know, this, this thing I'm working on. But the person next to me does. And if they understand the technology part on top of that, it makes it a lot easier for me to communicate with. And that's something I learned as an IT person is that I can just help bridge that gap between the people and the technology and provide the value to them get their job done so that they can get their job done. These people were very valuable in making us move forward and be successful. And those that weren't successful were those who tried to push down things and they had a lot of complaints or a lot of issues that came up because they weren't able to address issues early or understand problems that would come up early before they happen. If you understand IT, we know it's all about upgrades. We're constantly improving and getting better and doing things differently. The last 10 years of my IT career has been spent on upgrading major systems that have been around for 20, 25, in fact, in one case, 30 years. But those days of having systems around for 30 years is gone. Those systems are not built that way anymore. They are designed to increase and change and and morph into things that adapt to the business. Because businesses aren't that way anymore. They're changing. So technology has to be as adaptive as the business. That is something that we need to understand. And the way we do that is having those relationships. So by understanding that transformation, by understanding that things are going to change, not just in IT. IT is a vehicle for change, and people blame IT for change. But things change. And understanding that the way we get through change is through those relationships. For me, my, my Bombay lesson was that understanding, working with those people in the departments, a lot of times they were, you know, the the clerks or secretaries within those groups, they were my champions. Having people who are going to support you or understand you or challenge you even to say, hey, this is not going to work because it's X, Y, Z. Now I know why you're going to fight me on something. Then I can, you know, we can work it out. Otherwise, you know, you just get people who resist and make it more difficult to move forward. But relationships and having someone you can talk to and trust on, on the organization in that department, that was my eye-opening moment. That's when I learned a little bit more about IT, at least my relationships within IT and other departments was important. And it's not about one department versus the other department we all part of that one system and in order way you got to know what the other people are doing and how we can help each other out in order to move everything forward and that was an interesting moment in my career and that's a lot of where I started from that moment on I realized that learning lessons was an important part of my career moving forward and from there I moved that's actually where I started moving into management is because of those lessons learned I was able to advance my career and get each time moving forward higher higher up in organizations because I was willing to learn the lessons and work on those relationships because without that 
everything is difficult. So one of the takeaways I hope you have from this episode is understanding that in order to move forward, we do it with relationships with people. And change is going to happen. The way we get through that is with those relationships. Mahalo, everyone, for your time today. I know you have options on where you spend your time. I am blessed that you have shared your precious time with me today. I hope I provided you some value in understanding that there's lessons that we can learn in life from our successes, our failures, because Bombay we learn. Mahalo. Stay safe. Just having a beatbox performed by John Bartman. Mahalo. <laughs>